You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 41 of the God Center Mom podcast today. I'm chatting with Kat Lee. And if you've never heard of Kat Lee, oh, I am so thankful I get to introduce you to her. She has gone before me in this podcasting thing. She has her own podcast, Inspired to Action podcast. Uh, it's a top 10 hit in kids and family. So you should definitely check it out. She also writes over at inspiredtoaction.com and she has revolutionized my mothering. And so um, I'm excited to share her with you today. But before I get into that, I, I haven't been over to iTunes lately. I hadn't looked at any of the ratings and reviews. And I was just so happy to see some of y'all had left some reviews. And I realized I haven't mentioned them on the podcast in a while. So I just wanted to give a shout out to The Hill Hangout, Jackie Watkins, Uncle Reltub, which is such a fun name. Thank you for sharing that the podcast has inspired you to be more active in your community and to do things you hadn't tried before. Um, That is really super encouraging to me. Um, And thank you, Tanya Lasagna 69. I'm glad that you can hear my heart when I'm sharing on this podcast. Um, It's such a cool thing to me to get to just talk to you and to share people that I love um, with y'all. So if you haven't left a review or a rating, if you would, that'd be awesome because then people can find the podcast. They can grow closer in the relationship with God. I don't know if you've heard, but when there's a lot of ratings and reviews, iTunes kind of bumps those podcasts up into the what's new, what's hot, what's exciting, what's fabulous. And so people, if they go to like the kids and family category, they can find great content without having to search through the podcast. So if you would help me out, that would be great. Now let's move on to Kat. Kat is going to remind us of our value as moms. Her story, if you haven't heard it, is amazing. A little bit of a weeper, Kleenex alert. Um, she's just, she's got such a great story that she calls her God story. And it truly is to see how God has redeemed her circumstances. Um, and we'll hear more about that. And then she's also going to share about something that is the game changer in motherhood. The thing that um, has helped her be the mom that she has wanted to be. So, Let's just get right to it. Here we go. Hey, Kat. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. I have a couple chocolate chip cookies here, so hey. you know, what can go wrong? I know we're close, but if we could be just a little bit closer. I know. The cookies. It I is, know. It is one of those weeks, and I know that you've been having um, an all-in week. with All-in. <laughs> with your hubby traveling. Yes. Man, yes. it changes the game, doesn't it? It does, but I have discovered a few little secrets that oh, help me. Let's tell him. He's gone. Tell him. Let's so, start with that. 
now maybe it's just because I'm a scaredy cat, but I used to have the hardest time sleeping when he was gone. I yeah. just, I don't know, I would hear things or whatnot. And so I realized that when I have my kids in my room, I uh-huh. sleep awesome. So whenever he's gone, it's a giant slumber party. But not in your bed, in my right? You said not in like- my bed. No, kids aren't allowed in my bed because, well, last night I let one because she wasn't feeling good. But then she ended up kicking me in the face. So no, that's the worst. That just reinforced my previous rule. Um, no, we, so our bedroom has like my husband's office attached to it, but with like some glass French doors. So, um, what one kid will be, or two kids will be sleeping in there on a blow up mattress. And then we have a couch. And so another kid will sleep on the couch and then actually another kid prefers to sleep on the floor. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, so yeah, and I just, I sleep really well because everybody's right there and I know I can, you know, protect everyone. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> They're not going to protect me. I'm not going to protect them. But that, for some reason. That's awesome. It just feels better. And then I would also freak out because I would wonder if I locked everything. Because usually oh, yeah. my husband does that every night. And so now I just, this is so dorky, but I take pictures <laughs> before I go to bed of the <laughs> The locked doors, because otherwise I would lay there and I would think, now did I lock the back door? Oh, my goodness. Well, now I don't remember. <laughs> well, now I need to go check. But now I can just turn on my phone and check. Oh, yeah, there's the picture of there's the There's the picture door. of the locked door, and it's not from last night. I just took it. There's right. the timestamp right there. Right now, for all of you clicking stop on this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> I promise I'm not crazy. No, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. And you've you and I have also talked about the – Staying up late factor of husbands oh, being yeah. gone and the negative impact on the rest of the day when we do that. Absolutely. And I've done I, I think that's why, that's how I handle going to sleep is I like stay up so late that I'm yes. utterly exhausted. And so I crash mm-hmm. at like 1231 and then it's terrible. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've learned my lesson because then I'm just mean mommy the next day and completely unproductive mommy who then that night is so tired, just wants to stay up late again. And it yeah. just... It's a so, but I've cycle. gone to bed by 10 every night. One night I stayed up till 11, but still that is really good for me. That is really good. And we'll talk more about sleep and habits and the importance of sleep with mommy-ness at, near the end of this podcast. But before we get into it, we, for people who have never met you or heard um, your story, would you first of all just introduce us to your kids? Tell us about your kids and their names, sure your thing. husband, even if you want to throw him in there. Yeah, I'll throw, I'll, I'll throw him in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so my husband, Jimmy, and I have been married. Oh, why do I always say that? Because then I never remember on the spot. I think oh, we've been married no. 16 years. Okay. Could be, we were married in 1998. I can never yeah, do that. 16. That math. Good. 16. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Because uh, I'm 15 have, and I'm 99, so. Oh, perfect. Well, now that. whenever I wonder, I can just call you and yeah, say, text oh, yeah, I'm doing this. Spe- <laughs> I'm doing this talk right now. Can you answer really quick? Because there's all these people watching me. <laughs> Um, I can tell the chocolate chip cookies are having their impact. Sorry, I'll turn it down. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, so so you have Jimmy, yeah. 16 yeah, years. We have, we have Jimmy. We've been married 16 years. And then uh, my oldest is Anna, and she's 12. And I have another daughter who is 10. Her name is Allison. And Jackson is 7 years old, and he is our boy. And then we have a dog uh-huh. who's a boy. Who's a boy. His name's Captain. So you have a blended, I mean, it's a perfectly balanced family. Two boys, yeah, two girls. One's a canine. <laughs> one's a canine. Um, okay. And so when I met Kat, um, she was speaking at our MOPS group and a friend had already said, you know, I was having a really hard time in my motherhood. And she said, you should check out this gal, Kat Lee and her Inspired to Action. She even has like a little ebook. You can, it kind of helps you. Um, with your mornings and your routine and mommy, she has great mommy tips and 
I heard Kat's story at our mops group, and I think I cried like six times. <laughs> Not to like set expectations, but I think I cried six or seven times, and I was like, Kat, stop making me cry. Um, but Kat, your story of of mothering and the importance and the value you place on it comes from your own history with your mom. And so um, since there, I know there are listeners of mine who may not be familiar with your story, would you share a little bit of that with us? Absolutely. And, you know, it's really God's story. And I love it, it's, it's I almost feel like he's just up in heaven, just weaving this story together. And mm-hmm. he just had so much fun with it. And I love that. Um, I mean, there's there's sad parts, but yeah. just the way you know the the you've seen the redemption of those yes. sad parts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so I basically, I, I never knew my mom. She passed away when I was only nine months old. She was from the Philippines, and she was a nurse. And she came over to the United States to work in a hospital in Chicago. And through some different people, she met my dad, who was you know this all American, blonde hair, blue eyed guy and Mm -hmm. they fell in love and they got married and uh, then they had my brother who is about four years older than I am and she had a disease called lupus Mm -hmm. which I think is a lot more treatable now than it was then but um, so yeah when I was nine months old she passed away and it wasn't until a couple years ago that I ever even saw a picture of her and I in the same picture just because she was so ill the whole time and um so, so, you know, I grew up not knowing, not knowing my mom, first of all, and not having a, a mom to show me all those mom things that, you know, a girl wants. And she didn't brush my hair. I always wore the dorkiest clothes yeah. because, you know, it was my dad and my brother. And um, we spent some time with my grandparents, but, you know, fashion and grandparents aren't exactly synonymous. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I just always wondered what what is it what is this mother daughter relationship like cuz you'd see movies about it and I'd hear friends talking about their moms and I was just like I just want that I just want to know what that that thing is and it was just this realization that I was it was just this thing that I was just never going to know yeah. and I, I I just it was not something for me and so growing up I would always just look up to different people and try to um emulate my life after different people just trying to figure out what it meant to be a girl or to be a woman and, and who I was, who, who was I going to be? And I specifically remember at one point I was 26 years old and Jimmy and I were already married and living in Houston. And we had gone to this Sunday school luncheon mm-hmm. and I was sitting there and I saw my Sunday school teacher. Um, she was probably in her forties and she had a, a 10 year old daughter and her daughter was sitting on her lap and they're playing one of those, you know, those hand clapping games. And yeah. I, I am, completely unrhythmic. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. I I hurt people when I try to do those hand clapping things. I slap them in the face. I just don't get it. So I was kind of fascinated, you know, watching them just go at lightning speed with this hand clapping thing. And, and then it was one of those things that just, it just kind of suddenly hit me and I was sitting there watching them and I was just like, you know, at 26 years old, more than anything, I, I just wanted I wanted to be that little girl. I wanted to sit on a mom's lap and mm. play a hand clapping game and know that there was this woman who loved me completely, who was willing to show me and teach me everything that I needed to know and just to feel that that unconditional covering and and leadership just in my life. And I just, uh, yeah, it was, I was crying in some barbecue <laughs> spot. 
Okay, and if y'all are <laughs> crying now in the middle of the grocery store, you can relate. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and so uh, it was just this thing. Yeah. I was just like, I, I just want that, and I wish I had that. And I always felt like God in that moment whispered, just wait. Mm. Just wait for what I have for you. Because the beauty of it is that a couple years later and now, you know, I have— not just one girl, but I have two girls, and we play hand clapping games and do all the mom things, and um, and I love being their mom, and I love Mother's Day, which is also something that I, I always hated growing up because we would go to church and they would you know have us sing these songs, and I just had to stand in the audience, you know, stand on stage and. You know, I would just stare at the ceiling or I'd just mouth the words because I had nobody to sing it to. I'd make Mm. crafts and I would just throw it in the trash. And it just felt like it was a very bitter holiday for me. And and I just love how God just redeemed that. And now it is my favorite, favorite day of the year. In fact, I'm sitting in my office right now and I have all these fantastic planning things. Like I have a cork board and a marker board and like a magnetic board and I have nothing <laughs> planning on them. I just have all these little love notes from my kids <laughs> covering them because it's just such um, an incredible opportunity because now I do know that mother-daughter relationship. Um, and so I don't know if you want me to go into. Well, I think that, yeah, I think that, you know, it kind of shows how that relationship was redeemed as far as um, you getting to know what it feels like to have that intimacy with between a mother and a daughter. But I think that even your realization of the role your mom played in your life came around in another, another piece of your story that God wove together. And yeah, I'd love for you to share that. Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing that I always like to say is that sometimes as moms, we can feel like, you know, we're not really doing anything, doing anything particularly exceptional. We're just mm-hmm. doing really, really normal things. Yeah. But I didn't even know my mom and she's had this incredible impact on who I am and who I've become. And so how much more are, are you guys listening, having an impact on the lives of your kids every single day when you get to hug them and you get to speak truth and life into them? And it's just such a, such a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mentioned that I grew up with my, my dad and my brother and my grandparents. And so I pretty, I mean, my mom was Filipino, but I pretty much grew up thinking I was white because, <laughs> you know, except for my brother, everybody else in my family had blonde hair, blue eyes and, and everything. And I didn't really know anything about my Filipino family. Um, we'd gotten a couple letters on occasion, but I just, I had no idea how many aunts and uncles I had. I didn't really know where everyone was from or what anybody's names were and all of that. Um, But then shortly after I started Inspired to Action, my blog, I got an email from a guy named Sean Groves who heads up uh, Compassion International's blogging trip division. I don't know what you call it, the Compassion (laughs) Bloggers division. I don't don't know what that's called. That's probably too formal. He just felt really special. (laughs) He heads up the Compassion Bloggers. That's the name of the thing. Okay. And um, anyway, he messaged me and he said, hey, um, we are going on another trip and I wanted to see if you wanted to go. And I was so blown away because I'd been writing this blog for about a year and it felt like such an uncomfortable blog for me to write because, you know, it's the point really of my greatest insecurity. I don't know what it's like to have a mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm writing this blog about being a mom. Right. 
And it was just totally the hand of God on everything to allow it to grow, to allow people to want to hear anything that I had to say. And so then for him to say, hey, we want to entrust this opportunity for kids' lives to be changed to your to your words, I was blown away because I'd followed compassion trips and and you know been so moved by them and I was honored to be able to go. And um but then it was kind of what he said in his next message that just I mean I sat down and cried because he said, um, we're going on this trip to the Philippines. Mm. Do do you want to go? And I never in my wildest imagination imagined that I would ever get to go to the Philippines. I mean, it's the other side of the world. My family's not a huge international travel family. I know a lot of families are, but mine isn't. And at that point in time, I had three little kids and the idea of my husband and I ever getting over there without them or being able to travel with them to get over there. And I didn't even know who I would, you know, what would I do over there? I didn't know my family or anything. Um, And so I just... It was just this sweet moment, and it just felt like God was just like, things are coming around for you. Things are coming around for you. And so um, through some crazy other circumstances, a cousin that used to write me letters back when we were little found me on Facebook. And so when I finally got to the Philippines on the day that I met my compassion child, which was already super emotional, um, we got back to the hotel. And when I got out of the bus that we were on, I looked up at the lobby windows and these floor to ceiling windows. And there's this group of 18 people. And I just knew that was my family and they had arranged to meet me there. And some of them had traveled over 24 hours just to be there, just to, to meet me. And it was just this, I mean, I was just a crying mess because for the first time in my life, I was surrounded by these women who looked like me. And I was surrounded by these people that knew my mother and could tell me stories about her and knew her personality and and these people who reflected a lot of her personality. And I could imagine what she must have been like. And it was, and yeah, it was just incredible and powerful. And they even showed me this banner that they had made because apparently Filipino <laughs> people are really into banners. And I don't think that's just my family, but... <laughs> As I scroll through Facebook now, I'm like, oh, look, somebody had a half birthday. Look, there's a giant banner celebrating <laughs> their half birthday. It's so but awesome. They had done one for a family reunion several years before. And so they were showing me pictures of the family reunion. And I saw the banner on it. And it was a banner of our family tree. And as I looked more closely, I saw my brother and I's name on there. Wow. And it was just like all those years when I'd wondered about them, mm. we weren't forgotten. We weren't forgotten. We were we were known. And so it just kind of felt like, and that's what God was saying to me the whole time. All those years I wondered about motherhood and being a mom and ever knowing that relationship. God knew all along how it was going to um, come together, that I was going to have the opportunity to be a mom and to know that relationship. I was going to get to meet my family and, and develop relationships with them. And so it's just been a really sweet story of his love and his care and um, his turning hard things around for good things. So great. Ugh. I mean, there's just so much encouragement and hope for all of us if we're in something that seems bleak or we don't see how this is going to turn out or it's not what we hope for, um, that we have the, the trust that God God knows. and And I was even reading this morning, like, with Moses and how he 
messed up and killed that Egyptian and he thought he'd take control and deliver the people on his own. And it's kind of like even God used his failure. It wasn't like his plan was thwarted, you know, Mm -hmm. it was like we can even mess up and trying to make (laughs) our own plan and God can redeem it and and make things right. So absolutely. Wow. So thank you for sharing your story. It's God's story. So it's fun, fun, fun to share. Okay, so there's another part of your mom's story. When I think of Catley, I think of like she gets it right all the time. So it's hard for <laughs> me to imagine the old Catley who um who struggled in your mothering and um the kind of the the precipice to launching your inspired action and your maximize your mornings was kind of this pre <laughs> pre maximizing time. Could you kind of tell us about like what life was like for you with young kids and your struggles? Back when I wasn't perfect. When you weren't perfect. Now that you are. <laughs> but like like just enlighten those of us. Make us feel like. <laughs> Clearly you weren't in my house this morning when I was trying to get everybody out the door on time to school. Well, I wasn't. But <laughs> I just still, um, even if you say that, I'm like, I still can't imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have, to, I'll have to shoot some video. Do some video. Time. Yeah, that'd be of me really being grumpy or really have helpful. my kids tell stories of my grumpiness. Because don't you do that? <laughs> like if I'm in a grumpy moment, I don't think of Cat Lee being grumpy. Yeah, I, I don't picture, picture you it. being perfect. And I'm like, oh, this is how she would have handled it. And I'm even worse off because why can't I just be like <laughs> this person at their best moment? You know what I mean? Yeah, like we don't totally. compare each other to our each other's worst moments. It's like right. my worst and your very best. Right. I don't picture Ann Voskamp being grumpy with her kids. No. So, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what yeah, was life so, like in the eons ago? Yeah. I had cases? a, I had a, one of my most notable, terrible, horrible, very bad, what is that? Now I can't yeah, even remember it. Yeah. That Alexander, day, Alexander yeah, yeah. and the terrible, horrible, movie. no good, very bad day. Is it really? Yeah. They're making a movie. The whole that's family so has a bad day. That's the. Movie. <laughs> you have to expand it if it's going to be a whole movie. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. yeah. So I was just, I don't know, it was just one of those days, probably tons of issues leading into it, but it was just one of those days that by the end of it, I was just like, let's just get the kids to bed. Yeah. yeah. Just get them in bed and close the door and then maybe I'll be okay. Yeah. And so I, I, I did, I finally got them to bed and I just needed to be by myself. So there aren't many places that a mom can do that. (laughs) So I went out to my garage and I sat in my minivan in July in Texas. And (laughs) so as um, sweat just poured down my face, so were the tears. And I was just crying. I was just like, God, why do I stink at this so much? Why can I not be patient? Why am I so incredibly just completely frustrated with my children and with every little thing that they do today. Why is this so, so hard for me? And, you know, how can I get it right? How can I, how can I just turn a corner? And I just felt like he was like, you just need to start getting up earlier. (laughs) And I was just like, "Um, so let's go back over this. I have really little kids (laughs) and they already wake up at the crack of nothing, jumping on me and wanting Cheerios or Sesame Street or whatever. I get up pretty early. I think we've got that part covered. Um, But he was like, no, no, you need to get up for your kids and not to your kids. You need to get up before them and prepare your heart and understand my heart for them before they even get up. And it was just this 
very clear thought. And I was like, you, why, that's true. That's true. And <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. That's why you're who you are and I'm yeah, who I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so I did. I started just getting up earlier and it just, it changed things. It changed, I mean, you know, it was, it's not an overnight thing. It's not this magic pill. Nothing is a magic pill of transforming everything immediately. But the process of it of saying, you know what, God, I am in this. You gave me these kids and I'm going to do whatever it takes to fulfill whatever you had in mind when you gave them to me. And if it's getting up early, then I'm going to trust that you have the grace to get me through the day or help me go to bed early so that I'm not tired or whatever it is. And so I would just start getting up and um, just, you know, super simple, nothing deep or profound. I didn't have an interlinear Bible and a lexicon <laughs> sitting around me interpreting Greek. Yeah. I would read like a couple verses and then I'd pray a short prayer for my kids. But I would, it just took the time to be like, God, what's on your heart for them? How can I encourage them? How can I have a, a your perspective for the day? What do you want me to focus on today? And it allowed me, instead of my kids jumping on me in bed and me saying, go, do something, go get Cheerios or whatever. And then they mess up the kitchen with Cheerios and then I'm mad. Instead, they come in and I'm just like, hey, Jackson, I'm so excited to see you. You know, I was praying for you this morning and I just really believe that you're going to be a boy who fights for justice, that you're going to help people who who are hurting and who are broken and you're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus to people who need it. You're going to be a superhero for Jesus. And you know, what kid wouldn't want to wake up like that? Right. And here just truth spoken over them. I don't do that every day, but just that's my heart towards them more often now, just because I'm connecting with God and saying, what do you have for them? Instead of it just being, you know, cat the mom, it's <laughs> cat the conduit of God's grace to them, or at least that's the goal. So I love that it. obviously that just changed so much for me. Well, and it, I mean, y'all heard in the introduction, but cat like I mean, through her example, changed my mothering. The reason I even have God Center Mom, the reason I can even survive four kids is is that example. And it's not because um, I'm the good Christian and I get up early because that's what God wants and only the good Christians. God only listens between 6 and 8 a.m. That's not <laughs> why. That's not why I'm doing it. It is a sanity saver. I was at um, Trader Joe's this week. With just my two-year-old, my youngest one. And it's funny to be out just with the one because mm. people are like, oh, he's so cute. And they start giving me advice and I'll just, just, you know, and I'm like, well, actually, he's my fourth boy. And they're like, what? You know, and this one guy was like, I don't know how you do it. How do you do it? Oh, you must be a saint. And I'm like, no. Mm -mm. And then it gives me a chance to kind of share my faith because I'm like, it is only through God's strength. Um, and I just make sure that I'm staying connected to God and that I have time with him before they even get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And if, cause I, I literally cannot mother four boys on my own. Maybe I could have handled two. Like, I really think if I just had two, you know, I think I would have thought I was a pretty awesome person because of all the pride I had before kids and how much I wanted to be a mom and how much I'd read and um, even got a master's in it. I really think, I was pretty proud of how awesome I was. But by the time I got to four, oh, my heavens. I mean, I really can't. I can't do it in my own strength. And so that time is essential. And it and I, you know, was a, okay, I'm just going to do five minutes because I loved sleep so much. And 
I only did five minutes. And then I tried to do it from bed for a while, and that just didn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll just turn on my light. My Bible will be right next to my bed. That didn't – I always fell back asleep. Um, And then uh, I started – Kat decided with – who was the gal that thought of the challenge? Michelle. Michelle. What was her last name? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, It has been a long time. We were talking. It was 2000-something. 2011. You think it was 2011? It, was, it might have even been 2010 because I launched Inspired to Action with the Maximize Your Mornings ebook. Yeah. And so I actually think it might have been 2010, the fall. Okay. So this gal, Michelle, <laughs> came up with the idea of having a challenge where, like, we keep each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And we sign up and we would have, like, a leader who would kind of check in on us and we'd all maybe tweet, hey, I'm up. And then with the hashtag Hello Mornings. And I was blessed enough to have Kat be my accountability captain person. And she was really good at it. Can you imagine? <laughs> I even remember I got the flu really badly. And I missed like three or four times. And you were sweet enough to send me a direct message and just check in on me. Like, um, how you doing? Checking in. Notice you haven't been, you know, on Twitter the last couple of days. Anyway. I was just, and it got me back into it. And I, I think I would have totally dropped the habit if you hadn't checked in. So Hmm. I am not only a big fan of waking up early, I'm a big fan of the accountability of Hello Mornings. So yeah, tell me, tell us more like, and then how has it spread since then? When the first challenge happened, do you know the numbers back then? Do you remember? I want to say it was maybe, I don't, honestly, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, Maybe a hundred. Yeah. It wasn't that many groups. Maybe. Yeah. Um, And I would sit there and organize people (laughs) by time zone, desired wake up time, and something else I want to say on an Excel spreadsheet. And if you know me at all, you know that that is like complete opposite of any strength (laughs) that I have. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it it was it was kind of sad. So. um, so, yeah, and then it has just grown from there. And honestly, I haven't paid attention to numbers as much, but I think, you know, we, it's definitely several thousand, maybe four or 5,000. And I, I do know I did pay atten- attention to countries not too long ago, and it was like 40 different countries. Wow. Which I just think is incredible, you know, because I'm a mom and I, you know, at the, that time I wrote during nap time. And so just to, to think about how the internet has allowed us to impact the nations of the world is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, and it's just really cool. And, and it's fun to see some of the friendships and relationships that have developed out of Hello Mornings as well. And it, it's been neat also to watch some people go from participants to accountability captains to joining on the leadership team. And, and it's just been really neat to see different people grow in leadership and and, and sharing their skills and stuff with it. So it's been it's been such a fun, fun journey. And now when someone signs up for the challenge, like there's different ways to keep them accountable now. It's not just Twitter, right? Is that the new? Right. Thing? Yeah. We, so- we yeah, we, we're actually doing it. We're doing it a little bit different this yeah. session. So people can sign up on for a Twitter group, a Facebook group. I think we have some Voxer groups and maybe oh, an Instagram group. That's a good uh, it, idea. It depends on the accountability captains. And, and I'm not sure this session if we have the, I know in the past we've had Voxer and Instagram groups. I'm not sure if we we're st- we still have people for those, but definitely Facebook and Twitter. 
Um, and then this session, we're going to allow people just sign up for the email list because sometimes we run out of leaders because so many people want to participate. So we're going to um, have an email sign up where people can sign up and then they can participate in um, uh, just, you know, get the weekly email encouragements. And they'll also get we have a, a free workbook that each page has a section for spending time with God a section for planning your day and a section to inspire you to get moving and being healthy and making healthy choices. So they get that workbook that has their reading plan and everything built into it. And then this session, they're also going to get my current favorite worship song, which is called How Great You Are by Antioch Live. They're giving that to us free to give out to everybody who signs up. So I'm Very super cool. excited about that. Very um, cool. And, and yeah. And, uh, so then there's, but then there's also like a resource pack, right? Yeah. So, and then we also have an, and so our heart is to make this a super simple thing for people who just like, my mornings are a mess. Mm. And so they sign up for that email thing and they have a song that they can wake up and turn on and just is going to lead them in worship. Then they can open that book and it tells them exactly what to do. Read this passage, write this passage, you know, plan your day here cross out how many glasses of water you're going to drink here or how you're going to exercise or what your meals are going to be here. So it just takes them step by step through the whole thing and just makes it super easy for them. But then obviously there's people who have been with us for years and years and years, and we want to help them go deeper. So we offer um, another resource pack that is optional, but you can purchase it super cheap, like five bucks. And this session, we're doing a very cool, um, it's basically like a mini Bible study course, not, wow. you know, like not just a Bible study, like here, we're going to walk you through the book of Matthew, which we do, but it's also an entire course, which will help you to learn how to pick up your Bible, look at any passage and study it really in depth without needing somebody else to write a whole Bible study for you. And yes. so it's just this method that Katie Orr came up with called Focus 15. And we have, um, I think, five or six different little videos. They're not super long, maybe 10 minutes each. And they walk you through each different step. And it has an e-guide and a bookmark and um, a whole like workbook that walks you through based on the book of Matthew each day's reading. Um, and so it's just this really cool thing that I think is going to equip the women who are ready to study the Bible for themselves. So we want to have just these two different facets of Hey, I have no clue what I'm doing, so I'm just going to get the free workbook and go through the simple daily reading plan. And then we also have the, hey, I want to go deeper. I want to be able to study the Bible with an interlinear Bible and a lexicon and study Greek <laughs> and Hebrew, you know, just whatever, however deep you want to go. Interlinear thing is cracking me yeah. up. I well, I talking. learned that yesterday. Oh. We recorded a bunch of videos with oh, Katie okay, yesterday, okay, and okay. so I feel really smart right now. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm trying to throw those around as much as I can. <laughs> So, so you got the two tracks that people can pick yeah. from. Now, how if they sign up for a group, how long are the groups this session? Like how much are they committing to? The session each session is six weeks. Which so, is like how long it takes to establish a habit, right? Right. Yeah, actually it takes a it's a couple weeks extra. So it's just that extra oomph to really nail it in. Okay. I think it takes it's supposedly it's like twenty one days. Really? But, yeah, okay. supposedly. Okay, well, good. But it's just the perfect amount of time to really, you know, to go through a certain passage of scripture, to get to know the other women, and and to really make it a habit. So, um, awesome. yeah, we're real excited about this. We're also hoping to do a few extra exciting things this session that will allow for some interactivity for people that are just on the email list and didn't get into the groups. But I won't announce that just yet. I'll just tease it. 
<laughs> well, I think um, if you're a mom listening and you are just weary or you are feeling like your current mode of operation is not working, um, you don't know where to turn, you feel poured out and no one's pouring into you, um, I would just recommend first going to Inspired to Action, downloading the, the free Maximize Your, Maximize Your Mornings ebook, glance at it, sign up for one of these accountability groups. What do you got to lose? I mean, you go to bed five minutes earlier, you wake up five minutes, go to bed five minutes earlier, wake up five minutes earlier, and then um, spend time with God. And I think we just underestimate his power and his strength mm-hmm. in us. Um, and totally. we just figure we can just do it on our own. Um, there's a spiritual world that we just really, I know I do. I just, I really, because we don't see it, we don't, we underestimate the power of it. So, um, yeah, I just, it's cat and eyes. Both of our hearts is to, I think we should call it inspired to action to be God centered. (laughs) (laughs) Like we just really want, um, mom's to be the best mom God created each of you to be. And he doesn't, I don't want you to compare yourself to the other moms on Facebook or a cultural uh, qualification, but God made you specifically, he gave you strengths and a personality that matches with the kids that he gave you. And he's equipped you with his Holy spirit. So Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's the game changer. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we my son plays soccer, and we played against this team where there's this boy that everybody knows. <laughs> he is just amazing, and he comes in the game and tr- completely changes the game. Mm. And when he goes out, the game completely changes again. Mm. And that's that's what God can do in our lives. Yeah. You know, He can just come in and at any given moment score a couple goals for us. Yeah. But then if he's not in there. We can just feel so defeated and so um, unfocused and, and not have the direction and the vision that, that we need. And just, he just wants to spend that time with us. And, and I love what Louis Giglio says. He says, God wants us to wrap our arms around his neck and not just stick our hands in his pockets. Ooh. And um, I love that. He just, he, he created you. He picked you to mother these kids and he wants to walk with you through that. And it doesn't need to be a million hours. Just, you know, it can be five minutes. Just spend that time with him to to get his heart and his vision for you and for, for your kids. And it can be a complete, complete game changer for you. Awesome. I love it. Love everything about it. And I'll have all the links in the show notes at godcentermom.com. And you should definitely check out, Kat also has a podcast. If you have not checked it out, why not? awesome inspired to action um through itunes uh it's great be encouraged and thanks kat for taking time in the midst of your chocolate chip cookie eating (laughs) to chat with us and share share your god story well i always love chatting with you heather so thank you for having me on well we'll need to see you soon up here in dallas yeah yeah all right go bears stick (laughs) them bye bye I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present 
while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink, as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family, and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.